Hello and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter and I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, which have just returned from the latest biometric technology rally hosted by the US Department of Homeland Security Science and Technology Directorate. That's where our own Doug O'Gordon caught up with Arun Vimuri, senior advisor for the Biometric and Identity Technology Center at DHS. In this special podcast episode, Vimuri discusses the goals of DHS S&T's biometrics rallies and the importance of understanding the reality of these technologies versus the popular fiction that we see on TV and in film. He highlights the goals and findings of these rallies pertaining to efficiency, performance, user satisfaction, privacy, and bias, and lets us in on what makes the Maryland testing facility such an ideal venue for this event. He concludes on the topic of DHS S&T's latest identity verification evaluation initiative, the 2023 Remote Identity Validation Technology Demonstration, otherwise known as Riveted. It's a fascinating conversation about one of our industry's most compelling programs, so let's dive right in. Here is Fine Biometrics' Doug O'Gordon in conversation with DHS S&T's Arun Vimuri, right here on ID Talk. Hi, Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World listeners. Doug O'Gordon here. I'm live at the DHS Media Day, uh, S&T Media Day, talking with Arun Vamuri. He's Senior Director of the DHS S&T Identity and Biometrics Lab. Hi, Arun. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, great demo. Great, great discussion on the, re- on the results. I'm dying to dig in deeper. Uh, we just went through the, uh, the demo, and it was, it was great. Um, uh, how, how have the results of uh, a biometric rallies, now that you've done them for five years, how has that helped influence DHS's use of biometric technologies? And have there been any surprises, good or bad? You can explain uh, good, good or bad uh, technologies you've run across in the last five years. Yeah, sure. Um... So maybe I'll start at the beginning. Like, um, so biometric technologies are featured everywhere. <laughs> so you see them in TVs, you see them in movies, and they're um, always coming out at like 99% or 100% accuracy, right? The challenge is that's not how things really work in the real world. Um, so one of the goals that we have here is to uh, enable, basically provide better information to decision makers in the government so they understand how these technologies really work versus what might be portrayed in a TV show or a movie. Um, they have a chance to kick the tires and take a closer look at how they work uh, and have objective numbers so they can, they can figure out whether or not the technologies might work in their specific mis- missions or operations. Uh, if you think about it from a government perspective, people will submit white papers and proposals and have numbers in there. And it's really hard to compare numbers, apples to apples across different proposals. You don't know how they were measured, what they mean, or if there's something kind of built into the statistics that might be a little bit uh, difficult to understand. Uh, similarly, for people who are making the technology, it's really helpful to get feedback. And if you sell a technology to different organizations, especially the government, uh, we don't always provide a lot of feedback about what's working in operations and what's not working in operations. Um, usually the end users find a way to make the technology or the system work. So those things about what's not working in the technology may not be easily easy to determine 
and that, that kind of information may not even make it back to the vendors so that they know that there's a problem that they need to fix or make work better. Uh, the rally is all about make, building that feedback loop, right? providing better information to DHS decision makers and other stakeholders in the federal government so that they have an understanding of how the technologies really work versus what they see on TV. For vendors, it's a chance to get their technologies tested and trialed for, and, and, and participate in an apples-to-apples apples comparison where they understand how well the te their technologies really work how they work relative to some of their peers or their competitors, and also get some feedback about where they might be able to make changes to make the technologies work better over time. Um, so this rally, the results just came out. We had the media day. What were the two or a couple takeaways that uh, you have from this year's rally? What were the highlights, like uh, bullet points yeah. for the audience? So they can go look at the research, but you give them the highlights. Sure. Um, so with all, any of our rallies, we usually have a couple of metrics that we're really keyed into that we're trying to take a look at. Uh, we look at efficiency, how much time does it take a person to use the technology, effectiveness, what kind of matching performance or error rates do we see, uh, user satisfaction, um, uh, 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 privacy, do we collect biometrics of people who have not opted into a system? And then uh, we disaggregate performance by demographics to assess fairness. Uh, I think a couple of high-level takeaways here are uh, when, you know, given the, you know, what's been done, uh, with this rally what we've been able to do is we've moved to this like, group processing uh, use case. And we also moved, as part of that, also tried to work on figuring out whether or not technologies are just collecting all faces of people in front of the camera or if, it's being, or if we can configure them to be more selective. Uh, I think the high-level news is um, these technologies can support groups. We really didn't see a difference in performance between groups of either two or four people, even though sometimes more people can walk in front of other people and block their faces. Uh, the throughput was really fast. Most of uh, we systems were able to do this in you know well under three seconds, which was our our, our target measure for the for the rally. Uh, we had a target for privacy measurements, which meant that uh, people were not collected who did not opt into the process, and that that, you know, that was well under one percent for most for all systems, um, and then zero for many of the systems. Um, and then, as far as matching performance and accuracy, um, we're, we're still seeing a lot of systems come in and hit our our goal of our threshold of, of exceeding ninety five percent. Uh, I think the challenge we saw, though, is we, we had a threat, we had an objective of 99%, and we still didn't actually see systems hit that goal. And I guess the last thing, too, is uh, for the last several years, we've been disaggregating performance by demographics. And I think the good news story is there are systems that work well regardless of a person's race, gender, age, or ethnicity. Um, but it still is something that we need to continue to test for because not all systems did equally well for all groups. Oh. And then just being here at the lab and seeing how it works, um, what can you tell our audience about the Maryland test facility and what makes it so well suited for uh, a testing environment and to test these technologies? What makes it uh, a real good place to, to come and visit? Sure. Um, so the facility was stood up in 2014 specifically to help us with evaluating how well biometric concepts of operations and different technologies could work. Uh, so from the ground up, we knew that we wanted to evaluate biometric technologies here. Uh, since then, we've kind of evolved to, to, to evaluate other supporting technologies and other, and other types of use cases. But it's still from the ground, it is still primarily a biometric uh, and identity test facility and test lab. 
Uh, so we have spaces where people come in, where volunteers come in, and we have a way to quickly and efficiently do um, informed consent, help sure make sure understand help people understand how their the technology will work, what information they will collect, let them know that they can opt. You know, this is an opt-in process; they don't have to do it. Uh, we have so we have a lot of the data protections and the in the human subjects research protocols in place. Uh, we have a way for industry products to be brought in quickly and set up, and and for the space to be reconfigured to mimic different DHS uh, processes and use cases. And we have the measurement infrastructure in place so that we can measure things according to ISO standards uh, for for biometric performance. So we can evaluate these things uh, against a common set of frameworks, a common set of metrics, and provide you know um, hopefully more useful measurements about how things work. And uh, in, in, so so that people can look at different systems and say, um, did did one thing meet our requirement or did something come a little below our performance requirement? Which is a great segue into, I'll call it my last question, is your new uh, test, which is, I guess we couldn't call it a test, we call it a demo, is that what it, you're calling call? it a demo. Okay, yeah. could, could you explain to our audience, you're gone, you're, you've gone, this is physical here, and we're kind of creeping into the digital IoT space. Um, tell us about your new project. Yeah, sure, so um, Verifying, you know, verifying individuals' identity is really hard to do in person, and it's really hard to do online, virtually. Um, so a lot of what we do at the test facility is focused more on in-person use cases. As we move forward, we are going to be looking more at online and virtual use cases and how technologies can work to help verify an individual's identity uh, remotely or online. Um, to do that, we've announced a new challenge. We call it the Remote Identity Validation Technology Demonstration. It is a mouthful, so we came up with an acronym. I'm not sure it's much better, but we call it Riveted. Um, basically, what we're doing is we've noticed that there's a proliferation of technologies where people take photographs of their identity documents, they take a selfie, and then this is used to try to prove who they are to a remote party through a smartphone app or basically online. The intention here is to break down that process into discrete tests so we can evaluate how all these things work individually and then together in combination. So we're going to evaluate, we're gonna put in a lot of real IDs and a lot of uh, fraudulent IDs in front of these smartphones, take photographs, and see how well the software can actually tell the difference between the real ones and the fraudulent ones. Uh, we're going to have people take selfie photographs uh, with their with these smartphones and try to see how well this, this software can determine whether or not it's a real person in front of the phone or whether it appears to be a photo of a photo, a photo of an image you've downloaded off the internet, a photo of someone wearing a face mask, um, to really understand how well these technologies actually do at both um, the security aspect as well as the facilitation and making sure people, you know, everyday users who are legitimate users can actually use the technology. Uh, and the next track is focused on taking that selfie image and actually being able to compare it to the photo on your driver's license or, or a passport image and say that yes, that is in fact the right person. Uh, so we've broken that problem down into three steps. Uh, we've announced different tracks. The first one just closed for applying on February 15th, but the face one-to-one to identity document match uh, um, um, deadline for participation is going to be, I think in March, so March 17th, um, the application for liveness um, is going to be due later in September. Well, I'll say everyone from my audience, Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, will be riveted 
to learn more about this. And uh, hey, it was a really great demo, and I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm glad you did it. Your demo was physical and digital, or your uh, presentation was physical and digital, because it's really nice to see you. And uh, see you at the next one. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dave. It's good seeing you, too. Yeah, take care. So concludes our interview with Arun Vimuri, Senior Advisor for the Biometric and Identity Technology Center at U.S. Department of Homeland Security. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, visit the Biometric Technology Rally links in the show notes on this podcast. And for everything else in the digital identity space, stay posted to Find Biometrics and Mobile ID World. I want to thank Arun for joining us on this episode, and thank you to Doug O'Gordon for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. <laughs> <laughs>